Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the jazz session. I'm Jason Crane. The jazz session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of this show is available for free in iTunes and at thejazzsession.com, where you'll also find Amazon links to the albums that you hear on the show, and a little bit of those purchase prices will come back to the show. And you'll find a donate button if you'd like to donate directly to the jazz session. This has been a uh, a big weekend for me this past weekend because I got the first copies of my new book, my first collection of poetry, Unexpected Sunlight, which is uh, out on Foothills Publishing. And I traveled down to uh, Geneseo, New York, which is uh, upstate New York anyway. And uh, there was a 25th anniversary celebration for Foothills. And the first uh, small batch of my books uh, had been uh, hand-sewn and bound. And so I was able to get those, and uh, more are forthcoming. And uh, very soon you'll be able to order them via jasoncrane.org, jasoncrane.org. And I hope you'll do that and, uh, you know, support independent poetry. My guest today is Samuel Blazer, a trombonist, and he's got an album called Pieces of Old Sky, which begins this way. My guest is trombonist and composer Samuel Blazer. He and his quartet have released an album called Pieces of Old Sky, which is on Clean Feed. Samuel, I didn't actually ask you how to pronounce your last name. Is that the correct pronunciation? Yeah, you can you can actually pronounce the way you want. <laughs> well, how do you, how do you say it? Well, um, I come from the French part of Switzerland, so we uh, we pronounce Blazer. 
Blaser. But the Swiss German would pronounce uh, 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 Blaser, <laughs> and the uh, English speaker would say Blazer. So. Okay. So well, you can keep Blazer. That sounds totally fine. Okay. Well, we'll keep that for now. And. Uh, now I've got a recording of you saying it, so it sounds better anyway. <laughs> um, Pieces of Old Sky is on Clean Feed, and uh, it features a fantastic quartet, which we'll talk about in just a minute. And actually, since this album came out, Samuel has released another record, and um, he's going to be in the studio a couple more times in the in the coming months, so he's a, a very busy performer. But Samuel, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you very much. I'm, I'm really fascinated by this album, uh, Pieces of Old Sky, and particularly by the the title track on it which is about a 17 minute uh, piece which right. to me is just a it's kind of an exploration of space in music exactly yeah uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, what you were going for with this particular composition well um i've uh, i've been looking for a long time for uh spectral music um and there is this um great french composer called uh uh, Gérard Griset, that has been working a lot on uh, on space and uh, and um, yeah uh, spectral harmony and uh, so I was looking for an easy melody to work on. It's a, a piece of the world guy is actually a E minor a melody, and um, I was trying to um, to space as much as possible uh, the notes and try to interact with uh, uh, the um, other musicians. So uh, with Todd Neufeld, who's a guitar player, Sachin Sori, who's, who's one of the greatest uh, drummer to uh, explore that kind of field, and uh, Thomas Morgan. Actually, that they are uh, three wonderful musicians to to uh, work on that kind of specific uh, spectral melodies and harmonies. I've actually um, I've heard uh, Grise's music, and uh, Steve uh, Lehman has been on the show, and he also uh, explores spectral uh, harmony in yeah. his uh, jazz compositions. Um, it strikes me though that uh, your your piece uh, your pieces sound very different from uh, the things that Steve did, and one of the things that it seems like it would be 
I don't know, a real like act of courage almost to leave as much room in this music as as there is. I mean, there's just there's so much just kind of quiet space where there's only one instrument playing at a time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really beautiful, but uh, it seems to me like it would be it's almost a challenge to leave that much space. Do you, do you find it challenging to not fill up the space with playing? Yeah, it's very challenging, like to to wait until the next one is playing his part, and uh, it's like a slow, a really slow talk actually, and. Uh, before recording uh, the album Pieces of All Sky, we, we toured uh, for a month and we had like 25 shows and we we had the chance to experience that every night and uh, the audience um, reacts to that very um, differently every night. So, some appreciate that and some were really surprised and shocked, <laughs> of course, because nobody is really expecting uh, a band to play like that. And then at the studio recording, I remember that uh, that was uh, the, uh, the the first track we actually recorded. And um, the, uh, the engineer, Joe Marciano, says, uh, Samuel, I don't know if you're aware of what you're doing, but actually the track lasts 18 minutes <laughs> and you're doing an album. So he was a little bit surprised of uh, where the music was going, actually. <laughs> so that was a funny, funny remark, actually. <laughs> Well, it's uh, the recording uh, really makes a difference the the quality of the recording because particularly, for example, at the end of Pieces of Old Sky, you can actually hear you breathe very clearly in the section yeah. where it's it's uh, I think it's just you and and Todd who are playing together, um, and you're playing some kind of longer tones, and you can really clearly hear uh, your breaths. It, did you? Uh, did you have to do anything special in the recording session to get that close level of of recording? No, we did not do anything specific. You know. Actually, it was really natural. We we recorded the whole session for four hours and a half, I guess. So it it went really fast, and um, and we were everybody in the room except Thomas. I wanted the bass to be separate from the rest. And uh, Joe Marciano put some uh, vintage microphones, so I don't know if uh, something magic happened maybe <laughs> during that session. But System 2 is, is a very good studio, and uh, and uh, yeah, actually it happened really naturally, so I don't know if... Hmm. I remember Joe Marciano asking me at the mix if I wanted to remove the noise. You know, at the beginning of the piece there is a, a lot of uh, cracking from the bass. Sure. And, uh, so, and I said, no, no, let's keep that. It's perfect. What what first uh, made you interested in spectral harmony? What is it about spectral music that that interests you? Well, uh, just a matter of um, of uh, ex- extend uh, the the sound, working on structure, uh, sound structure. And I'm a trombone player, and um, um, the trombone is not supposed to be a fast instrument. So that was another aspect of why I wanted to to go there. And um, actually, Thomas Morgan is also a bass player that play really slow in some some way. And Todd Newfeld too. So actually, we all we all get there. We all we we found a common interest, and uh, I think it's it's a special record actually. <laughs>
Talk about how you found these three uh, players. How did you choose these three musicians? Well, um, I did a first record with um, Thomas Morgan on bass, uh, Scott Dubois on guitar, and Gerald Cleaver on drums. That is uh, very different, actually. Um, that album got released on Between the Lines um, in Germany. And um, I wanted to to, um, to go on with that band, but Gerald Cleaver and Scott Dubois were, were booked, so I asked um, <clears throat> Thomas Morgan, who could fit my music, and uh, he thought about Todd Newfeld, this guitar player, and um, and then uh, asked for the drummer, and they they both said uh, Tyson Story would fit your music perfectly, and uh, that was the right choice. Yeah, I just so that's that's how we met actually. <laughs> that's great. I uh, I just interviewed Taishan a couple weeks ago, and okay. his um his new most recent record uh, Koan is also yeah. an explore really an exploration of space, and it seems like it it demands a lot from a drummer to be able to to fit into the kind of music that you're that you're writing, and I should say that not not all of the album is. Is the same kind of spatial exploration. It's uh, the album yeah. has a lot of different textures and and feels to it, um, totally. but but certainly in the in the kind of spatial exploration tunes, it seems like it's very demanding on someone who can fill up so much space with the drums to not to not do that. And he really excels at not doing it, in my opinion. Yeah, he's he's um he's he's mastering that that art actually. Sometimes it's almost um it could be hard actually sometimes to play with that kind of. Uh, uh, material because sometimes you you feel that you should uh, feel the space a little bit more, <laughs> so it's it's a it's a challenge every uh, every night. Thank you. 
let's tell people a little bit more about you. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in um, a little town uh, in Switzerland, western Switzerland, called La Chaux-de-Fonds. And then um, I actually started the trombone over there uh, in a little conservatory there. And um, then I, after doing my first degree, I decided to uh, go to Paris for two years. And I studied with um, a great trombone player who... Uh, who unfortunately doesn't play anymore today, uh, and his name is Geoffroy de Mazur. Um, he played a lot with uh, Steve Coleman, and um, and then I actually uh, decided to apply for a grant, the Fulbright grant, uh, that uh, most of Americans are aware of. <laughs> I was not at the time I applied, and I went to New York, and, uh, and I spent three years in New York where I met all those uh, great musicians. When did you first become interested in playing improvised music on the trombone? Um, since the beginning, actually. I've, uh, when I, actually, my, my dream when I was a kid was to play jazz. So, <laughs> uh, so I asked my teacher my, the first lesson, when we're going to start to play jazz. So I, I guess it was pretty early. I mean, pretty early in my, in my uh, studies, actually. Why do you think that was? Had you had you heard a lot of jazz as a kid, or why did that happen? Yeah, I, my parents are really into music. They are not musicians, but uh, I've been used to listen to a lot of um, of music, like jazz and and a lot of opera. And um, I guess my my mom always told me stories about how great uh, jazz was, and we used to listen to a lot of Louis Armstrong and Ray uh, Ray Charles. Stuff like that. So um, yeah, I guess that that totally come from there. And so, what was your New York experience like? Well, it actually changed my life <laughs> totally because the energy over there is so strong that um, that I totally get inspired by it, and um, um, the fact that I met a lot of different people changed my uh, way of writing and my way of playing. Uh, if you listen to my first recording I did in Europe, it's actually surprising how you can't really uh, relate the style of, uh, of playing and, and, uh, and uh, writing, which is a good sign, actually. And um, yeah, really changed my life, actually. And is that because you were exposed to things that you hadn't heard before or just had a chance to play things that you hadn't played before? What what do you think oh, led to that change? I think it's just a matter of um, of meeting people that that um, that open my ears in a in so, to different music actually, and different different um, way to improvise music. I remember the first session I had with Gerald Cleaver. That was that was um, that was amazing for me. The the way he um, he was playing uh, with me was. Really changed my my uh, my way to improvise actually.
you, uh, I, from looking at your calendar, it seems like you're either playing or recording almost every day. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's incredible. Can you talk about some of the projects uh, that you're involved with these days? Yeah. So uh, right now I'm in, in France touring with um, Michael Bates. You probably... Uh, sure, yeah. Canadian bass player. And we are um, invited by uh, two French musicians. Yeah, we are touring, like, now we are close to Paris, and uh, tomorrow we are going back to Lyon to record uh, an album. And um, and then where I'm going? Oh, yeah, I'm going to U.S. then uh, to play at the uh, Clean Feet Festival to finally present uh, Pieces of Old Sky to, uh, to New York. So I'm looking forward to that, but uh, it won't be the original setup. Uh, it will be with Billy Mintz on drums, which is... Uh, I'm excited about that, and uh, I've been up pick on bass. That's not a I'm bad band either. With, uh, yeah, that's not a bad band either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually met uh, Billy Means um, like two years ago. I had to sub for uh, a trombone player for his double bass quartet, which was pretty exciting, actually. Now, do you know the uh, the specific date when you're in New York? Um, let me... And if you don't, it's okay because I'll look it up and I'll add it onto the the show no, I later. Think, I think I think I got it, but I just need to open my computer. Okay, so I'm playing at the Clean Fit Festival two times, and the first time I'm gonna be with um, Peter Van Hoffel and uh, Sophie Tassignon, and that's gonna be on May seventh at Cornelia Street Cafe, and then uh, on May eighth that's gonna be with my quartet. Featuring Billy Means and Ivy Topstick. Fantastic. That's great. Then I'm going to play at the Zebulon Cafe with the same band. Oh, great. So people have uh, have three chances to see you then. Yeah. Oh, uh, two chances to see the quartet, but at least four chances to listen to, my, uh, to me. That's great. Now, I mentioned in the introduction that, uh, that since the time that Pieces of Old Sky came out, Actually, another record has come out, and will you uh, will you tell people uh, about that record? Oh, you mean uh, about uh, the Pierre Favre? Uh, album? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, actually, going to be released uh, next month on Intact Records. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it had already come out. Yeah. No, no. It's it's uh, about to come come out actually. So, but but uh, yeah. Um, well, Pierre Favre is uh, a is a big name for. Swiss musicians, of course, uh, and for a lot of uh, of musicians in the world. But um, his name always appeared in my in the newspaper, and I always dreamt about playing with Pierre Favre. And uh, my aunt always told me about how great Pierre Favre was and how exciting it would be for me to play with him. And um, I finally one day I I contacted him and he said, "Yeah, why not? Let's play a duo." And so we started to play duo, and um, and then we we decided to go to the studio and uh, and we recorded the album that will come out Vola Voile um, in three days at the Swiss Radio, and it's just improvised music and, and uh, it was fun actually. So yeah, that actually it's very spontaneous and uh, it's a different approach uh, from uh, Pieces of Volsky actually. I don't know anything at all about the jazz scene in Switzerland. I really don't know anything at all about <laughs> Switzerland, I'm not going to lie. Uh, is, is is there a jazz scene, and if so, what's it like? Yeah, there is a there is a jazz scene, and there are some in, in 
interesting people. And uh, actually, jazz, jazz in Switzerland is pretty strong. I mean, we um, the scene is uh, welcoming a lot of uh, musicians from all uh, all over uh, all over the world. Sorry, <laughs> there is a long tradition because my city was well, actually the first city to to have a jazz club in in the uh, in the 1930s. I guess there is a great piano player. Uh, with whom I played, I recorded I recorded a CD with him. His name is Malcolm Brass. He's not totally Swiss because he uh, he was born in Brazil and uh, grew up in Senegal. But that that's one of of the elements in Switzerland that is very strong. And there are um, the bebop scene is pretty strong in Switzerland, and um, the improvised scene is not so strong. But but a lot of young musicians. Start to go to New York and and come uh, come back to Switzerland uh, with with all those information, and there is also Sylvie Courvoisier that you might know. Sure, yeah, yeah, and there is uh, E Range Fighter, a great piano player. I don't know if you if you know her. Yes, work. yep, I do. And um, who else? There is this young piano player Colin Vallon, who's gonna record a CD for ECM. Um, um, Really soon, I don't know when. Um, so actually, the the uh, the jazzing is pretty pretty eclectic, and and uh, there is there is there is a life. So, is there <laughs> is there a lot of government support for the music like there is throughout so much of Europe? Yeah, there is actually. We uh, we have a strong institution called uh, Pro Helvetia that is involving. Uh, that's uh, Pro Helvetia is really involved in. Uh, in uh, in culture, not not only for jazz, but for everything that is related to uh, to Swiss culture, actually. And uh, it's like Goethe Institute for Germany. The cities and the um, little part of Switzerland are really helping musicians. Uh, although my region is poor, so <laughs> so they don't have really budget for culture anymore. Uh, I think we are also feeling the crisis slowly. So Samuel, what's uh, what's coming up for you in terms of uh, new music or or new recordings that uh, that you're planning for the future? 
Well, I have a very exciting project that I'm uh, working right now on. Um, it's a project um, on Monteverdi's music, Claudio Monteverdi, and um, Biagio Marini, uh, and uh, who else? Oh, Fred Cobaldi. And um, I'm going to record that album for uh, Kind of Blue Records in December. And the album going to feature uh, Paul Motion on drums, Thomas Morgan again, because he's <laughs> one of my favorite bass players, and um, probably Craig Taborn, but that's not confirmed yet. So, Wow, that's um, an incredible band. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward for that. And, and um, So yeah, we're going to play some Italian Baroque music uh, that I will try to readapt for for, the, for uh, that band and try to explore that um, that spectral music and uh, yeah so really looking forward to, to record that and what gave you the idea to adapt Monteverdi's music for your particular uh, musical conception well I've been in touch with um, Kind of Blue for a long time Kind of Blue Records for a long time and um, every time I proposed him a project that um, the project was not really attracting so I've been listening uh, to a lot of uh, Baroque music lately, and um, Monteverdi is really, um, really modern at time and uh, really uh, interesting. The melodies and the, the concept is, is very similar to jazz sometimes. And uh, yeah, so uh, one yeah, actually it was on January first. I um, I was a little bit depressed <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, after January first anyway, and. Um, <laughs> And I had the, this idea, say, oh, and why not, why not, like using the the music of Monteverdi and and record that with Paul Motion, Thomas Morgan, and then the label the, the label said yes, and um, then I contacted uh, Robert Sadin, maybe you know this producer. Yes. Yeah, So he's gonna produce the CD, and it will be recorded by Dave Darlington. That's great. So, yeah. And where is that recording gonna happen? Well, um, we are still. It, it will be. It will happen in New York, but uh, I'm still not sure where. And will you um, have a chance to to perform the music ahead of time? Uh, you, in other words, do some do some shows before you go into the studio. Well, with that, I be? think we're gonna do some shows after the studio. Great. Which, which is strange, but <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll still be fun. <laughs> the thing with is, we are recording on December 29th. Uh, and uh, before that will be a little bit hard to play before uh, yeah because of Christmas and everything sure sure well that sounds very exciting I look forward to that project coming out my guest is Samuel and I've called him Blazer in this interview although that's the the least correct of all the pronunciations of his last name but uh, he and his quartet have an album called Pieces of Old Sky on Clean Feed and uh, I, I highly recommend it it's uh, it's really a, a wonderful record and, and certainly rewards repeated listening Samuel it's been uh, it's been a real pleasure talking to you I thank you for taking the time and uh, I hope we'll get a chance to talk again yeah thank you very much and looking forward to to listen to that interview <laughs> Thank you.
That's music from Samuel Blazer and his album Pieces of Old Sky. I'm Jason Crane. This is The Jazz Session. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is also available for free at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. Thanks to the Respect Sextet for providing the theme music to the show. You'll find them at respectsextet.com. And thanks to Dave Rabel, who designed the show's logo. Don't forget, if you get a minute, go over to jasoncrane.org, jasoncrane.org, and uh, check out some poetry there and also uh, details about my first book, Unexpected Sunlight, now available from Foothills Publishing. Thanks so much. Go out and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can and come back next week for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.